0: you're listening to the victory church podcast here at victory we are called to equip a caring committed community of worshipers to reach their world for jesus we hope you're encouraged by this week's message hey everybody steve garrett here uh, I'm the pastor of worship and creative arts here at Victory and excited to be bringing the message this morning. We're continuing our series on songs for summer. And I love songs. In fact, um, I have uh, been living in Nashville for the last 18 years, um, just relocated back here. So I was born and raised in Philly, but living in Nashville for such a long time, um, I actually learned, don't hate me, but I actually uh, learned to like some country music too. So. Um, there's a great musical uh, scene there. Blues, rock, singer-songwriters abound for sure. But country music is uh, is kind of the main thing in Nashville, and um, and so I did learn to like some of some of the country music. Well, there's some jokes that that go around with um, with country. I don't know if you've heard this one, but uh, what happens uh, when you play a country song backwards? Uh, you get your horseback your truck back, your dog back, your wife back, maybe your sobriety back, and your mom gets out of jail. Okay. Um, uh, Or or here's the other one. Uh, This doesn't necessarily apply to country music, but maybe to to all songs. Somebody once said that there's only uh, several themes that uh, every song covers, and that is, I love you, I hate you, go away, or come back to me. Um, That's not true either, but it seems that there certainly are a lot of songs um, that have to do with love and relationships. Well, when you look at the book of Psalms, this, this song book, this prayer book in the middle of scripture, what we find is that, is that these songs and prayers were uh, pretty diverse and they cover all kinds of experiences that, that you and I face in life, but they're also uh, broad in the sense that they help us understand who God is and help us to worship and to pray and to commune with God. And so what we find is that this, this collection of songs, sometimes it's called the Psalter, is right in the heart of Scripture. In fact, it is the heart of Scripture, and I believe it's really given to us as a way that we can commune with God. And so um, we're going to be looking at a song, another song of David, just as we have for the last few weeks, and this one is from Psalm 19. And uh, just to set up what I'm going to say right now, um, I'm going to make a few quick uh, points. First of all, in Psalm 19, David makes these observations. God's creation has been given a voice, so to speak. God's word certainly speaks. And yes, we are created to speak too. But you may ask, well, there's so many voices, so much noise in our world, so many opinions. what would my voice in, in this world, uh, what kind of difference would that make? Well, it would make a world of difference, actually, because God's given you a voice, and we want to talk about that. And so uh, look with me at Psalm 19. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone out throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. The sun rises to one end of the heavens and follows its course to the end. Nothing can hide from its heat. So, as David starts this song, we find that he starts talking about creation. And what he's saying is that creation certainly has something to say. Its message, the message of creation, has gone viral. It's gone around the world. Billions of views every day. And guess what it's saying? It's saying, you see all this? See all this beauty? Glory to God. And so uh I think that's amazing. I love landscape photography. In fact, uh, maybe some of you might have caught this news article that came out last week. A writer uh who does uh, writes on science and tech for Fox News. Uh his name is Chris uh Chacha and this is the headline from uh the article that he wrote. Neil Wise comet and rare astronomical phenomena captured in remarkable image. And it is pretty incredible. He's a um, this is what he writes. A photographer from Italy captured the image of a lifetime when he snapped a picture showing two astronomical phenomena, including a streaking comet and night shining clouds atop the nearly eleven thousand five hundred foot uh, Hochfilzer Mountain in the South Tyrol Alps in Italy. Martin Reitz captured the image of the Neowise comet and the noctilucent clouds. There's a SAT word for you, noctilucent. That means night shining clouds. And so he goes on to say that these noctilucent clouds occur when astronomical light reflects on ice in the clouds. And he said that NASA notes that the comet's closest approach to Earth will be July 22nd at a distance of 64 million miles. So this comet takes 6,800 years to make one lap around its long stretched orbit, and it won't visit the inner solar system again for many thousands of years. And just to think that this... This photographer caught both of these things in this amazing shot. Um, is is really incredible. And when I look at, at at creation, and when we look at beautiful scenes like this, uh, we we're supposed to say something. According to David, the psalm the psalmist, he says creation's saying this. Glory to God. I believe that when we see this, we should say the same thing. Glory to God. Come on, say it with me. Glory to God. Um, Another thing that I, I've really enjoyed doing is traveling around the world, and, and uh, I've gotten a chance to see some really beautiful places. I think the most beautiful place that I've ever visited was the Valley of Lauterbrunnen, and it's in Switzerland. And uh, this place is incredible. It is one of the deepest valleys in the, Alp- in the Alpine Alps. And uh, when you stand in this valley and you look around, it's almost it's breathtaking. It's like heavenly. And, uh, it's a lush green valley, and you look up at these cliffs that rise all around it over 3,000 vertical feet with, with, uh, waterfalls shooting out of the top and landing down into the valley. And then in the distance, you look out and you see, um, snow capped mountains. I mean, it's really incredible. In fact, um, in the early 1900s, uh, J.R.R. R. Tolkien, um, the writer of the Lord of the Rings, hiked up into that valley and he got the inspiration for the, uh, for the, um, the Elvish kingdom, Rivendell, uh, from this valley. It's that gorgeous. And I hope you get a chance to look it up if you haven't been there. Check it out. It's so gorgeous. And when I look at creation and when we look at creation all around of us, uh, it says, glory to God. And so this is a good reminder for us um, that creation indeed speaks. Maybe speaks without words for sure, but it speaks about the glory of God. Um, N.T. Wright uh, puts it this way. He says, creation is charged with the glory of God. Um, now, I'm not talking about it in a pantheistic or animistic way. I'm talking about it in the sense that, that God as the creator has put a lot of himself into it, just as a painter would paint a beautiful picture. And when you look at that picture, you see and you, you can tell a lot about the, the, the artist. And so it is with creation, this uninterpreted glory of God. And so even that pulls our attention up. And I believe that this song that David writes, um, I think he was probably just beginning to worship God and looking around and looking at the beauty of creation around him, and he begins to write these words. But then he shifts gears a little bit on the second part, and so I want to read this next section from Psalm 19, verses 7 through 10. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul, and decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple, the commands of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving instructions or insight to for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. So now David shifts gears and he looks at god's law or god's word and uh what he is showing us is that god's word god's law gives us a massive picture of his justice and his holiness and his wisdom and it shows us how to differentiate between right and wrong but see god's word also serves as a mirror and when we use this mirror we can truly see ourselves um what happens is that what we see is that we fall way short of the standards of God. The standards of God, the holiness of God, the goodness of God, the justice of God is totally right and so pure. But when we use it as a mirror and we look at ourselves in light or in contrast to that, we find that ourselves, that we've fallen short. This is what, in fact, Scripture says, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so um, that doesn't mean that God's, God's word is wrong, it means that in contrast or in comparison, we, have, we, have, we can't measure up. But the beautiful thing is when you look at God's law, even the law that he gave to, to his people, ancient Israel, that they could not live up to it. And God, right there in the heart of the law, he provides something, grace and truth. And uh, this truth is, is that we don't measure up and we can't fully fulfill it. But the grace is that god gives himself he gives his presence and he gave these beautiful uh what i would say a foreshadowing or or a typology of of what he was promising to do to fulfill uh this relationship and and god's holiness and his standard that he called him to and it was through sacrifice and so this giving of an innocent lamb um, was this picture of uh, that that would cover their sin that would show that their sin was covered and taken away This was a a foreshadowing of what Jesus would do for all of us um, because we couldn't do it for ourselves. So yes, the Word of God speaks. The Word of God is perfect. And it speaks this, that God's love is so real for each and every one of us through Jesus Christ, His Son. And so when we look at the Word, we should say, glory to God. Now I want to look at this next passage. Psalm 19 11 through 14, they are a warning to your servant. What is the law or the, the statutes of God? A great reward to those who obey them. And then he gets really personal here. How can I know all the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let, me, don't let them control me. Then I, will be, then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So David at this moment in this song, um, he turns almost from this joyful uh, declarations to, to a more somber tone. And it becomes almost this, this song that becomes a prayer. And he considered how powerfully and how perfect God's creation speaks and how God's word speaks. But then he looks at himself when he's using God's word in this revelation as a mirror. And all of a sudden he becomes aware. He says, "Uh uh-oh, maybe I'm losing my voice. And so I I, I want you to really think about this. This is the beauty of how one song can say so much in a short amount of time. that, that now he's making, uh, he's considering, how does that apply to me? Maybe I've lost my voice, and he begins to evaluate this and have this, this, this conversation with God, this prayer with God. I want to suggest a few things um, that uh, could be happening if, uh, just like they were happening to David, you may be in danger of losing your voice for God because not only creation... Uh, not only has creation been given a voice for God, but the Word of God certainly speaks. But your life, the whole of your life is meant to speak as well. And um, sin keeps us from finding our voice to the glory of God. And so here's a couple of things that may be happening um, that would cause you to lose the voice that God's given you. Number one, you're more concerned about self-glorification than the glory of God. Um, If there's anything that this song really talks about, it is the glory of God and that uh, we're all called to give glory to him. And so um, you may lose your voice or you may be in danger of losing your God-given voice if you're more concerned about self-glory than the glory of God. You may be in danger of losing your God-given voice if you don't take sin seriously. And so uh, looking at what God has done for us in Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice for us should remind us of how serious sin is. That it took God Himself, plunging Himself into our sin and our darkness, um, to actually undo and to deal with the problem of sin. That should show us that this is a real thing. And so, and so, our response to that should be to run into the arms of Jesus with uh, with faith and prayer and confession. Um, and by the way, speaking of prayer and confession. Confession of sin and, and forgiveness and confession, these things should be as normal to us as breathing in and breathing out. You know, Jesus, when he taught his disciples to pray, um, he said, forgive us our trespasses or forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And so this is something that we can pray daily. You don't have to work it up. Just just simply release those things to God. Those offenses that you've been carrying, release them to God. Um, those, those things that you have been doing, um, some of them are just overt, but sometimes they're things that are really subtle in our heart and our thinking. David got really specific in this psalm, and he's saying, Lord, just even the inner things, those hidden sins, uh, would you, would you um, deal with those, God? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. And so he was very aware of God of the need for God to transform him completely inside and out. You may be in danger of losing your voice for God if you're not being shaped by the Word and the Spirit. And so we've talked about that already, that the Word of God acts like a mirror and not of God speaks to us, but He uses His Word to begin to conform us and to shape us and to make us more like Jesus. But see, also, you've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. We just finished a series on the Holy Spirit. This gift of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Spirit of God in your life, is to help shape you and to make you more like jesus that is god so committed to doing it that he's taken up residence in your life Um, and so be be okay with uh, a welcoming of the fact that god wants to shape you by his word and his spirit when you allow him to do that you're going to find that you are recovering your voice your god-given voice you might be in danger of losing your god-given voice if you haven't learned how to listen before you speak Um, Now, think about the disciplines of worship and prayer. Um, Worship uh, is a response to God. Well, prayer is too. Prayer, we first learn how to pray by learning how to listen. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he he writes a book, uh, a real small book on the book of Psalms called called The Prayer Book of the Bible. I've been so enjoying this, uh, this small book. And... In this book, he brings out a really neat point that just blessed me so much, and I hope this blesses you. He talks about how when we, first of all, when we learn how to pray, when we begin to pray, we first praying starts with just listening, learning how to hear God's voice. And he says that when a child learns how to speak, a child first learns by listening. Now just think about that. A child learns how to speak first by listening to the words of his father or mother. And so it is with us. When we are, are ready to approach God, first of all, know that we learn how to, li- how to speak to God by listening to Him, listening to His voice, which is why it's so important for you to be soaked in, in, in Scripture, particularly read the Psalms and, and learn how to pray those back to the Lord. Do you know that Jesus did this? In His earthly life in ministry, Jesus was shaped by the Psalms, like all of the people of God were, And he would pray these psalms. In fact, Hebrews mentions multiple times that Jesus prayed these prayers to God. In fact, the last prayer that Jesus prayed to to the Father uh, in his earthly ministry here uh, was on the cross, Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He felt this the feeling of of loss. And so we can relate to this. Anything that you're reading in Scripture and uh, these human experiences, I want you to know um, that if you ever doubt that God is going to meet that need, is going to be close to you. Like uh, Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord and he heard my cry, right? Yes, you can be confident that God hears your cry. You're praying according to God's word. And and we know that God hears us because when Jesus prayed, the Father answered. Is that incredible? Now, just think, this is the way we can pray. That, that because Jesus prayed these prayers, we can pray these prayers, and we pray them back to the Father, and God hears us in the power of the Spirit. This is so incredible. And so I want you to know that that you reclaim your voice for God. And I don't just mean the verbal words that you say. I'm talking about the mosaic of your life that you display. That you recover that calling to be able to be a voice for God in the world when you learn how to listen to His voice, shaped and soaked in Scripture. And, and, and uh, under the lead, leadership and lordship of the Holy Spirit, you will reclaim your voice to be a, a, a person who proclaims the glory of God in the world around you. You may be in danger of, of losing your voice if you haven't taken seriously, and this kind of goes to the last point, if you haven't taken seriously a prophetic calling that you and I have. Now, the church, God's people, has a prophetic calling in the earth. What do I mean by that? It sounds like a big fancy word, but what I mean is sometimes when we think of pro- prophecy, we think of, of, of foretelling the future. Now, there is an aspect to prophecy that includes that, particularly those who, who have uh, been in prophetic uh, positions or under prophetic anointing, prophets, for instance. But a prophetic calling largely has to do with forthtelling, proclaiming, proclaiming or revealing uh, Jesus, revealing who God is. And so, uh, in fact, in Revelation... Uh, It says that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The most important thing that you and I can do when we think about recovering our voice is realizing that our calling is to reveal Jesus to the world around us. The revelation of Jesus. When we we commit our lives to to that revelation, the the revealing of Jesus in and through our lives, we are are entering in and grabbing hold of the, the prophetic calling that we have. And so in the end, I believe that God gives us um, some awesome keys through this Davidic Psalm. And here it is, the primary way that we reclaim our voice to the glory of God and live a life that truly speaks is to recommit our lives to the glory of God alone. Uh, A couple of my favorite classical composers, uh, Handel and Bach, they were both known to, to write the initials at the bottom of their, of their compositions, SDG. And do you know what SDG stands for? It's a Latin phrase, soli dio gloria. And you know what it means? It means, to God alone be the glory, or glory to God alone. Oh, that each and every one of us, in the whole of our lives, the composition of our lives, that we would have SDG, or soli Dio Gloria, uh, written above us. May that be the case. I want to read some closing scriptures for you. First Corinthians 10:31 says this: "Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God." Matthew 5:16 says, "Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and do what? Give glory to your Father in heaven." Or Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship or masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. This word masterpiece or workmanship actually is a Greek word that, that we actually get the word poem from. And this world needs your life, I believe, to shine forth like not just the hard work that you do, but like a beautiful picture Of God's masterpiece an original one at that this when you look at the Greek it actually means an original masterpiece an original poem and that's you that's me see this calling that we have is holy it's amazing it's a calling to be a voice for God and in our world that's so broken uh, this song this psalm reminds us that we've been given a voice lastly in Revelation 4 Verses uh, 6 through 11, I'm going to read it in the message translation or message uh, paraphrase. Um, it says this, prowling around the throne were four animals. This is a worship scene, so it's kind of an interesting, this is apocalyptic literature, so, so just catch the symbolism here. But there's a beautiful picture that, that emerges when you look at this worship scene in, in, uh, uh, in Revelation chapter 4. Starting at verse 6, prowling around the throne were four animals, all eyes. "'Eyes to look ahead, eyes to look behind. "'The first animal like a lion, the second like an ox, "'the third like a human face, the fourth like an eagle in flight. "'The fourth animal were, were, uh, were winged, each with six wings, "'and they were all eyes seeing around and within, "'and they chanted night and day, never taking a break. "'Holy, holy, holy is God, our master, sovereign, strong, "'who was, the is, the coming.'" Every time the animals gave glory and honor and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the age after age living one, the 24 elders, would fall prostrate before the one seated on the throne and they worshiped the age after age living one and they threw the crowns at the feet, at the foot of the throne, chanting, Worthy, O Master, yes, O God, take the glory, the honor, the power. You created it all and it was created because you wanted it. This amazing scene says a couple of things. When we think about these these interesting kind of symbols and these creatures around the throne and 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 we look at the 24 elders um when you read this some some commentators talk about these these animals representing uh really the best of god's creation and 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 yet the 24 elders really even symbolizing kind of god's people all of us surrounded together and you know what's happening around the throne is that all of god's creation um that the 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 representatives of God's creation, who have received revelation, these four living creatures, right? Um, the domesticated animals, the wild animals, humans, uh, the bird, the bird kingdom, all of that. All of this is 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 has revelation of who God is, and is reflecting back the glory of God that he's of who he is. they reflecting it back. You're worthy. You get the glory. And and when they do that, the rest of the chorus gathers together, all the rest of creation and God's people gather together and they begin to, to say, yes, you're worthy. Take the glory, the honor, the power. This is what should happen in our world. And guess what? It starts with you. It starts with me. So when we want to reflect what's happening in heaven, we start doing this on earth. We start giving God the glory. And so... Um, I want to I invite you right now, if you, if you have never experienced relationship with Jesus Christ, it, it, it is the most important thing that you, you need to have because God loves you and he created you. This is what it says in Revelation, that you were cre- God created us all and he created us because he wanted us. Just think, God wants you, God loves you, God created you, but even if you're far away from him, he wants you. And he's made a way for you to, to come back to him, even though sin has separated you from God. He's made that way through Jesus. He loves you so much. And so um, would you commit your life to Jesus right now? I believe that when you do that, you're going to be on your way to, be, to live the way that God's called you to be, to the glory of God. And so um, if that's you, I want you to pray with me right now. Just say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you love me and that through your Son you created me. And that, and that even in my sin, that you still love me and that you sent your son to die on the cross for my sin. I believe that Jesus loves me and died on the cross and rose again and offers me new life. And I receive that now. And I turn from my sin. And I, I, I commit my life fully to you and to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit is coming into your life right now and making you a new creation. And when we close here, there's going to be some instructions for you so that you can, we can follow up with you and encourage you with your walk in, uh, with God. And then I want to pray one other thing. As you've listened to this song from David, uh, maybe you want to make a fresh dedication in your life to God. Would you do that right now? Just say, God, I want to give you all of the glory. I want my life to reflect your glory. And, and so I want to pray this. Let's pray it according to Revelation chapter 4. Just say this with me. God, take all the glory through my life. God, you have all the honor. God, yours is the power. You created me. You created all of us for your glory. And I pray that my life will be a reflection of your glory the rest of my life and for all eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church podcast. If this message inspired you, feel free to share it with your friends, family, and social media. And make sure to subscribe to hear future messages from Victory Church. If you'd like to support the mission of Victory, please visit getvictory.net slash give. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.